Well, hello, it's Scarlett, and welcome to Hot in Arizona. It has been so beautiful here. We had like, gosh, just days of rain. It was beautiful. I loved it. And it was like the other day, it was a soft rain. You know, it wasn't intrusive. It wasn't beating down. You almost didn't notice it unless you were standing out in the middle of it going, wow, I feel, I feel damp. What the heck? It was, it was really lovely. But I had some things go on that, you know, I, I noticed some things about me. And, you know, as we age, we all change, right? Our, our views change. The way we react to things change. It's just part of aging and maturing. And when I was younger, I would, I would always stand up for myself. I would, I was outspoken and when I moved here to Arizona, and I really can't even pinpoint it, but I tell you, things things change. I changed. And looking back on some of it, it was kind of caused by, frankly, I just think they were bullies. They were just bullies. And they put me down for the way I stood up for myself. And they they put me down for a lot of things that made me a little more self-aware, whereas... In California, it was a little more accepted. You know, I, I didn't think I dressed crazy. <laughs> sure, my mama looked at me cockeyed, but I, I thought I looked good. <laughs> but it was brought to my attention that I might want to tone it down. You know, this, this is the Wild West here, and, and cowboy boots are considered your good shoes. And, you know, it was just different when I moved here. So I did toned it down. And then when my mother passed away, now my mother, I always thought that people just walked all over my mother. She was a doormat. She really was. She was an accommodator. And it used to just drive me crazy. She was the person that would be driving along and if she came up behind somebody, she just slowed down and accommodated. It's like, go around. This is why we're all doing 40 miles an hour on the freeway. Go around. Oh, no, no, we're fine used to make me nuts. And people would ask her for things and she'd just go along with it. And it's like, Mama, if this isn't what you truly want, why are you agreeing to it? Why are you putting up with it? Because she was not a fighter. For her, it was just easier to go along. And I have always had a little bit of fight in me. And I toned it down. And after my mama passed away and I saw everybody at her memorial saying the most beautiful things about her, all these people that I th still to this day think were taking advantage of her, because frankly, they, they were taking advantage of her, but they still spoke very nicely of her. Well, of course, they were getting everything they wanted. Why wouldn't they talk nice? It still made me mad, but I thought, you know, maybe mama was right. Maybe I need to tone it down. She always told me I had a sharp tongue because I was very blunt about things. You know, I didn't make it flowery. If your butt looked big in those pants, I was going to tell you, your butt looks big in those pants. Don't do that. But I was saving you because I didn't want you going out with a big butt. And my mama was always a little nicer, and she would say, oh, no, you're beautiful no matter what. And I don't think that's good either, right? But she she was very soft and flowery, and 
me being the little rose that I am, was a little thorny. So I tried to become a little more flowery. It's been a long time. And quite frankly, people take advantage of you. And I've noticed people taking advantage of me, but I didn't want to stand up for myself because I didn't want to I didn't want to ruffle any feathers, right? I didn't want to muddy the water. I didn't want to stir things up. Just make nice and keep everything calm. And we done did stop that. And so when I had my landscaper in the whole HOA thing, and the HOA is griping because my grass isn't as green as they want it to be, and I... In September, it started in September, I told my landscaper, hey, you got to come by. And maybe, again, maybe this is like an Arizona thing. I don't know. Maybe because we don't really have landscaping here. We have rocks. We have cactus. We have all these things that don't need watering, right? Drought-tolerant plants. Where I lived before, we had actual landscape. We had beautiful tropical plants and grass and And our landscapers came once a week. Once a week without fail, there was a team of people mowing and cutting and watering and weeding and chopping. And here, I guess it is de rigueur to call them when you need them. I don't understand that. If I hire you, you better show up. Show up. And if you're not going to show up weekly, I get it. It's Arizona. Show up once a month. Pick a day. You're here anyway because I see you down the road with my other neighbors. Pick a day to show up and come do my yard. Why are you not stopping at my yard? So when I told him, hey, I got a nasty gram from the HOA, he said, I'll stop by. So he stops by and takes a look and I said, you know, we've been talking, we've been talking for years about him removing the grass, but it was always too hot or too cold or too sunny or too cloudy or I don't know what the deal was. There was always an excuse why he couldn't do it. And I said, I need this done now. Take out the grass. I said, within the next month, he said, well, I'm really busy. I said, look, just by the end of October, I want the grass gone. And he said, you know what? I can stop by on the 8th. He gave me a day. I'll be there on that day. And I said, that is fabulous. See you then. Three weeks after the 8th, and he still hadn't come by, I sent him a really nice message just to nudge him along. Just a gentle reminder that, hey, you said you were coming by. Haven't seen you. So I sent him a message and said, hey, um, I, you know, you never did send me an estimate for what that's going to cost. And so he, oh yeah, sorry. So he sends an estimate, never apologizes that he didn't show up. He just sends the estimate and then says, oh, and my machine that digs up the grass is in the shop. So I'm going to have to rent another one and that'll make the price go up. And I said, okay, that's fine. It just needs to be done. And then again, I never heard from him. Now we're into November, and the HOA is sending me a bill because in their eyes, I'm just refusing to do this. So I explained to them what is happening and that I'm trying to get my landscaper, who has now just ghosted me. So I just called around, got myself a new landscaper, 
And this new landscaper showed up, took pictures, handled everything. The called the HOA and said, this is who we are. This is what we're doing. We're going to fill out your little form that you need that tells you exactly what color the rock is, the the gravel that's going, uh, what the rock's lineage is. I mean, they wanted everything. They wanted the name of the rock. I don't know if rocks have names. Call it Bill. I don't care. But this landscaping company took care of everything. Gave me a date when it would be done. But, of course, you know, we had to wait for the HOA to give the okay, and that took a month as well. So I sent a message back to my old landscaper, and I said, you know, (laughs) and this is the 10 years he had been my landscaper. 10 years. And I said, thank you for those 10 years, but I think this is where we part ways. He says, I don't understand. And I said, well, I needed this done, and so I have now hired another company. And he said, well, I've always shown up whenever you called. And I thought, are, are you kidding me? I'm, I'm texting you this on the phone. You're looking at the old messages, aren't you? you? You can see that that's not what's happening. But I was not exactly going to get into that argument. And I just said, yeah, well, thanks, thanks anyway. You were supposed to be here in October. It's now December, but... That's okay. We're, we're parting ways. And I felt good afterwards. I felt good because all this time he was just kind of just doing whatever he wanted. If I needed him to do something, yes, he would show up. Not on the day he said he would, but he would show up eventually and kind of do this little half-assed job. And I was putting up with it. And that is not good. It's not good. You have to you have to respect yourself and stand up for yourself. And I wasn't. I was not respecting myself. And I felt so much better afterwards and my yard looks great. It's beautiful. They had it done in one day. They said it was going to take two. It didn't. It took one. And I am just so happy with it. And I felt so much better. And I thought, good gravy. I wasted how many years? Seriously, wasted time and money on somebody who did not respect me because I didn't respect me. So this past few days, you know, it's, You're supposed to have maintenance on your house every year. It's really good to do that. And I do. I do. Especially with the money that I've spent. This house is at that age where everything is starting to go. And the last time that they were here, my my water heater was gone, my water softener, the RO system. It all just went kaput. $10,000 later, I have all new plumbing. It's beautiful. So I call up and I called a company that comes every single year. They installed all this plumbing. They installed the AC unit. They come and make sure that everything is happy and healthy. And, and, and it's no charge to me. They do it for free, right? They come out and they do that and they drain the water heater. It was a busy day. But I had this toilet. 
toilet was only two years old, but it had like this slow leak. Now, I couldn't hear it, but, you know, you call over your kids with their good ears. And you're like, listen to this. What? Why is this doing this? And my one son says, well, I can hear a leak. I can hear it. It's very faint, but I can hear the leak. And then, of course, after it leaked for 15 minutes, the toilet would run to fill back up. And then it would shut off. And I'm like, wow, what in the heck? So I asked the plumber, I said, uh, can you come and look at this? And he, <laughs> he says, well, I am a plumber, but I don't really do toilets. I'm more just the water guy. Now, this is another thing that has changed since I was younger, because my first husband was a plumber, but he was a plumber who knew how to do stuff. He could do anything. And he was trained in plumbing and HVAC. He knew it all. But this company, nowadays, you, you tell them what you need, and so they send one guy for the heating and air, they send another guy for the RO system, another guy for the hot water heater, and you know another guy to open the door, and another guy to drive the van. Seriously, it's just crazy. He says, so I can't really tell what's going on with your toilet. You're going to have to call to have another, a different plumber come out tomorrow. Well, now, now you're wasting two days out of my week. So I, I called and made an appointment. I said, hey, I need somebody to come look at this because I couldn't see it and I couldn't hear it. So this young kid comes out, and they're nice as can be. I have no qualms with that. They're super nice. They're just not trained. So he comes out and he looks at the toilet and... We stand around talking. I said, give it time. It'll, it'll fill up again. Because he, he couldn't see anything, couldn't hear anything. And the toilet starts to fill. And he's like, oh, yeah, huh, okay. So he spends some time in the bathroom. And I'm sitting in the bedroom waiting on him. And he comes out and he says, well, I can give you an estimate. I'll give you a couple estimates. What I can do is I can rebuild like a partial part of it where I think it's at, or I can do a full rebuild. Now, the, the partial rebuild, I'm going to round it off here. The partial rebuild will be like $400. And then the full rebuild is going to be like six something, almost $700. I, and I laughed. I seriously laughed in his face. I said, buddy, I only paid $100 for the entire toilet. Are you kidding me? And he said, well, that, that's what it's going to cost to rebuild it. And I said, nah, that's, nah, that's not going to happen. I'll just go buy a whole new toilet. Not going to happen. But in the past, I would, I would have said, well, let's just do the partial. I had my son come back and look at it. And I said, you know, this kid comes in here and tells me this. And my, my son just shook his head and he went into the bathroom, and he comes out, and he says, I'll be back. And he left. He went to Lowe's, because it's close. He comes back, goes back into my bathroom, comes back out and says, all right, it should be okay now. And sure enough, it is. You know how much it cost? Eight dollars. Eight dollars. It was seven dollars and seventy cents. What? What? And I was so glad that I had, I wasn't afraid. I wasn't afraid to hurt anybody's feelings. 
And then I started thinking, did, did this guy do this because, you know, I hate going here, but was it because I was a woman? Was it because I was alone? Did he think that he was going to make that kind of money? Because maybe I don't know anything. It really fried me. Really fried me. Needless to say, I'm going to be doing more shopping around when trying to find people to repair things. And I'm going to have a little more faith in my children (laughs) because they're obviously pretty darn smart and they know how to fix stuff. It just was amazing. I'm just still flabbergasted. So it's really important to, to have respect for yourself and to be able to stand up for yourself. Realize who you are and that you have value. And learn to have good boundaries. And another thing that I really have to focus on is to stop with the guilt. Don't feel bad. Don't put yourself at a disadvantage because you think you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. And don't submit to manipulators. Just stand up and be strong. Don't let people take advantage of you. It's like as frustrated as I was, I just feel so much better. I feel like I've just kind of reclaimed my power back. And it feels good. It feels good. So I'm hoping that I can continue on that journey to, you know, I don't want to be rude and stuff, but I don't want to let people take advantage of me. I'm going to stand up for myself. I'm going to to say what I what I mean and mean what I say. And I hope you do too. And that's what's going to bring us to what is hot in Arizona. So that after you have said what you wanted to say, maybe you want to get that bad taste out of your mouth from having to deal with all these yahoos. I tell you what, I went to dinner with some friends. I'm not vegetarian. One of them is. I don't know if the other one was. But we went to a a vegetarian restaurant. It's a vegan restaurant. Again, I, I never keep those two straight. But we went to the Coronado in Phoenix. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Holy cow. First of all, it's in a cute little neighborhood. Oh, it's in the Coronado historic neighborhood. Beautiful, beautiful neighborhood. Quaint little place. They have an adorable little patio. It was a little chilly out, so we didn't eat on the patio. But maybe spring? Mmm. It'd be just beautiful. They have vegetarian and vegan options, and they have pastries. It's it's a more, I mean, they, they tout it as a coffee shop, an all-day coffee shop, but it is just a beautiful sit-down restaurant, and the food was absolutely phenomenal. It, honestly, it tasted, it, it tasted like there was meat. 
It tasted like there was meat. They have they serve breakfast. Um, they have burgers and salad. And of course, you know the burgers aren't. It's not meat. It's not meat. I actually had potato tacos. Potato tacos, and it was fried potatoes and purple cabbage and with cilantro lime dressing, and it it wasn't spicy, but it was extremely flavorful. And it was so filling. I got three tacos. I had to bring one home. These things are big, savory tacos. Oh, it was fabulous. And then um, the people that I was, I don't even remember what they had, but it was, it was super yummy looking as well. It was, oh, I think one had like a California burrito. Again, huge. The portions were huge and the prices are really very good. Very good. I wish... I was so full, but I wish that um, I had had like room for some type of a dessert. They had a really large selection, really large. They've got cornbread and chips and salsa and French fries and tofu scramble. And it was super yummy. It's located at 2245 North 12th Street in Phoenix. And they had, they had alcohol. One of, one of our friends, uh, I believe she had a beer. Um, but they do serve alcohol there as well. So I highly recommend it. Like I said, come spring, that little outdoor patio is going to be like the place to be. Just such a sweet little place. Everybody was so nice. They have a couple of parking places. They have a very small parking lot. They have a handicapped parking place and then a couple other parking places. But you can park directly across the street. It's kind of like a little dirt lot over there. You can park over there. Easy peasy to get in and out of. And it was super yummy. Again, I highly recommend the Coronado in Phoenix on 12th Street. And who knows? Maybe I'll see you there. In the meantime, I hope that everybody has a fantastic week. And I'll be talking to you soon. Bye.